thank God for that, that people will come out to pray. Last Wednesday as well, we had a fantastic time in prayer. I was part of that here on Wednesday. I want to thank God for what, for what God is doing in our lives. Amen. I look at the, if you don't know who I am, I oversee churches. I'm part of Collins' team here. I oversee, I oversee churches in the east of London. And I thank God for what God is doing there. You know, all the churches there are, are growing, really growing and, you know, in the cell, in the vision. But it's nothing compared to what I'm believing God for. Because I know my God can do much more. Amen? I know. I know my God. I know my God. I know my God is the God of abundance. Hmm? And he wants to do much, much more. Much, 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 much. You know, where do we stop when it comes to God? Where, where do you stop? Amen. Where, where do you stop? Hmm? Where do we stop? Who can stop us? Who can stop this word? Who, who can stop the word of God? I'm believing God for so much more. The souls. I'm believing God for every word that has been sown into my life. And every word that I'm about to sow in, in, in the future. I'm believing God for a, a bountiful harvest. Hallelujah. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm not one of those believers who believe God for a little winny, teeny, winny stuff. I'm not. Never been. Never been. Never been. Never been. Never been. I believe God for so much because I know he can do it. Amen? Because it's not me that needs to do it. He can do it. We read in scriptures, God is an amazing God. He's an awesome God. You know, all these words describe, you know, somebody and someone who is different. It's an amazing God, awesome God, powerful God. Amen. We're not talking about a weak God here. When we talk about somebody, he's powerful. He's got all the energy to do what he says he can do. That's our God. Amen. I, I don't want to, you know, I, 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 I don't want to think small. Why should, I, why should I think small when I have a big God? Hmm? Where is it in the Bible that the Bible calls us to to, to think small. I have a big God. The Bible says your beginning might be small, but so prosperous shall your future be. Amen? Is that the word of the Lord? Why do I want to think small? I want to believe God for everything. And it's, I know, you see, everything starts small. It's a seed. But we're believing God for every seed that we're carrying in our life. To bear so much fruit. Amen. I want to lead. I want to lead nations to the Lord. I know many of you don't believe that. But I do. Because I didn't say amen. I didn't hear amen. I want to see communities led to the Lord. Amen. Come on. I want to see, you know, I want to see my finances. I want to see it grow. That I would have so much more, so much more. Not just to ride nice cars and nice houses, but to do so much more in the world. The missions, to be able to go to nations and, and, and bless people. You know, I like, I like, and God knows this is not bossing, but I like to send people to school. 
Amen. And it takes money. Understand? I like to, by the grace of God, to give people opportunity to be able to read and write. But that takes money. And therefore, I'm believing God for some amazing things in my life. And I hope you are. In Jesus' name. So this afternoon, I want to talk about the responsibility of the sower. You and I, we're farmers. Amen? We're called to sow. We're called to farm the land. We're called to speak. Even when we speak and pray the word of God, what are we, what are we doing? And that's why we teach people to sow the word of God into the environment. I'm not just going to allow anybody, I'm not going to allow anybody just to speak over my life. I remember walking into a bus one day, and there was this young baby, and that's why I don't allow anybody to speak over my, you know, you better be anointed, you got to be a Christian to speak over my children, especially when they were young. I remember there's, this woman brought her pram, her buggy into the, into the bus, and there was this lady, and the lady looked at the baby, he said, you little, little, little devil. You little, 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 little devil. You little, little. And I'm thinking, and the, and the woman was there, the, woman, the mom was there smiling. He said, okay, you receive something that you don't want, woman. Understand? I don't want anybody. I rebuke you, Satan. Understand? I don't want any. You understand? It's by sowing, isn't it? Come on. It's not right. It's sowing. Somebody, and, and, that, and that child, I don't even know whether it's a boy or a girl. That child, if that word is not broken, will grow up one day, become all kinds of stuff. And somebody wonder, where did it come from? It came from that woman. You little, little, little devil. You little, little, little devil. You little, little devil. What devil? I don't want, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going to allow anybody just because, you see, it starts with a word. And that's why it's important for you and I to speak because we are saying words. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And you wake up in the morning, well, you good morning yourself. You good morning the Lord and you good morning yourself as well. Amen. If you wake up, it's a miserable day. Amen. Then, then it might be a miserable day for you. Amen. But when my day is not based on the weather, hallelujah. My, my day is not based on the sun, hallelujah. My day is not based on the rain, hallelujah. My day is based on the word of God. Amen. Are you with me? So it's important. It's important. Amen. We, we, we enjoy what we sow. We're called to enjoy what we sow. And if we don't sow, we don't enjoy. Amen? If there's no sowing, there's nothing to enjoy. And that's why I believe, I, I, I sense that there's, a, there's an anointing upon us as a church that, you know, thank God for where we are, but I can see another form of harvest that's coming our way in Jesus' name. Amen? I can see. I can see the harvest. I can see something. I can sense in my spirit that the harvest is here. And when I'm talking about the harvest, I'm not just talking about finance. I'm talking about everything, everything, prayers that have gone forth. Sowing with time, sowing in money that has gone forth, all kind of sowing that we have sown. I, can, I, I see a harvest for God's people in the name of Jesus. And for the next level of harvest, we need to make sure that we're sowing responsibly. We need to make sure that we're sowing with intentions. Amen. Let me show you a few words, and then I'm going to preach on Mark chapter 4. But let me show you a few words about sowing, what the Bible says about, about, about the seed 
and so on. So come with me first. Let's start with 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Come with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Because you cannot sow unless there is a seed. We'll talk about the seed in a minute, but let's look at some of these scriptures just to convince everybody here that God wants you and I to sow. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse, in verse 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, 9 verse 10, now may he who supplies seed to the sower, that's what he does, that's what he does, and bread for food. I tell you, without the seed, there's no bread. That's where the bread comes from, from the seed. And the Bible says that God supplies. My God is a supplier. God is going to put seed in your life today, right now. God supplies. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. Supply and multiply the seed you have. May God supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. That's what God does. Gives you the seed. Gives you the seed. Some of you are going to come out of this place with so many seeds in your heart. So many seeds in your life that you're going to sow. Okay? Let's look at the kind of people who sow seeds. Come with me to the book of Proverbs. We don't want this kind of people. We're not this kind of people. Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs 20. Proverbs 20. Let me show you these things and then, then I'll preach. Proverbs 20. Verse 4, the Bible says, none of us should be like this. That's not what it said, but I'm about to read. Nobody should be like this. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. Mm, lazy man will not plow. To plow means to prepare. It's to prepare for the season of sowing. Amen. There's a preparation that is going around in the realm of the spirit. God wants us to prepare. I can see. I can, I can see the harvest. The Bible says a lazy man, a lazy, a lazy man, what does he do? He will not sow because it's winter. It's too cold. It's too cold. I'm freezing. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell you this. Don't let your, envir- let, don't let your environment discourage you from doing things. Are you with me? Don't please. Don't let the environment. Don't let the environment. Trust God. Don't let any environment. Don't let any environment. Bible says a lazy man will not sow in winter. It's probably too cold. It's probably under the duvet. Amen. You know, feeling the heat of the duvet. Won't do anything. And the Bible says, see what's going to happen to him? It says he will beg during harvest and have nothing. Even his begging won't bring anything. Amen. He will beg during harvest where everybody, why, why do I want to beg when people are reaping? Amen. 
that will never be my portion in the name of Jesus. When people are reaping, where was I when they were sowing? Amen. We got to pray, Lord, teach me how to sow. Teach me. Amen. You know, the season of sowing, let me sow. You know, the season of sowing, the season of reaping, don't let me miss the opportunity that I have in sowing and reaping. And trust me, I'm not just talking about money here. This is not just to do with money. It's to do with the attitude we live our lives. Amen? It's our attitude towards the things of God, towards the seed that God has given us, that we do something with it. Let me give you one more. Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24, verse 30. The author says, I went by the field of the lazy man. What's he expecting? I wouldn't even go. I wouldn't go. That's wasting of my time. I don't want to waste my time. Amen? I don't want to waste my time. Amen? I went by. I, I like the word by. Probably he was going somewhere else and he just, he just was looking at it from a distance. He was going somewhere else, you understand? He just stopped for a few minutes. But what do I want to go and do in a lazy man's field? Amen. What do I expect? What do I expect? What do I expect if people don't trust and people don't believe and people don't act? What do I expect? You know, sometimes we're like, you know, we're like, we're like um, 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 people who play the national lottery. Expect to win the jackpot every day with your one pound. When the chances are very, very, very slim. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. We, we, we don't believe in it. We believe it's, um, it's gambling and stuff. But you just need to go to some of these supermarkets and see the people that play, uh, that play nationality. You should be laying hands on them. I'm telling you. What? You understand? Because it's poor people. Understand? And anyway, let's leave that. Amen. See what the Bible says? Verse 30. He says it. He says, I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devout of understanding. Okay? A man that does not know. Amen? May God give us wisdom. Amen? May God give us understanding that we understand the times and the season that we're living in. That we know 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 that we know. If you understand what I'm saying. We know. We know what we know. So I, I went by his field. A man that is devout of understanding. Guess. Guess what I found there? Guess what I found there? And there it was. Of course, he knew. He was expecting it. And there it was to prove my point. Amen. There it was to prove. I've been telling this man all year. I've been telling him, do something of your life. Do something of your life. And then I went to the field. Opportunity. Somebody gave him that field. Somebody gave him the seed. He was busy sleeping and partying and doing all kind of stuff of his life. And just to prove my point, I, I was going somewhere else because I, I don't want to waste my time myself. But I was going somewhere else and I went by his field and there it was. There it was. There it was. I saw his field. There it was. All overgrown with thorns. What a sad story. Amen. Let me tell you, nothing happens by mistake. Nothing. Even our lives. Nothing in the kingdom of God happens by mistake. 
People of God must be intentional and expecting. Amen. We expect terms, people of God. We expect things to happen. That's our faith. We expect God to move. Amen. Hallelujah. We expect him to do things for us as we trust him. Listen to what the Bible said to Jesus. I have not called you to seek me in vain. Amen. That's what the Bible says about Jacob in the book of Isaiah. He said, I've not called you to seek me and seek me and keep on banging doors and bashing doors and pulling down doors and, 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 and then you get to the other side of the door and there's nothing there. My God, that's going to be something for the effort and for the faith we have. There's got to be something in there for us and the truth is, there is something in there for us. Amen. We have not called to serve God in vain. We have a good God, a powerful God. And all these things describe who he is. We have a loving God. Amen. David said it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. He said it. He leads me. God directs me. Amen. He enables me, empowers me to sow, to do the right thing so that it can be an harvest. I'm not living to chance. Don't be a believer that lives... For, you know, that, that, that lives by chance. We don't live by chance. We live by faith, intentions. Amen. Hallelujah. Come with me. Let me preach. Let me show you. Mark chapter 4. Let me show you things. Mark chapter 4. I wanna, there's three things I want to talk about this afternoon. The seed. The sower. And the soil. But I'm going to focus on two. And then I'll talk briefly if, if there's time on the soil. The seed. The sower. The Bible says, let's read. I'm just going to read just a short part of it and then we'll look at the rest later. Verse 3. Let me read 3 to 8. Listen. Behold. A sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it, have, where, where it did not have much earth and immediately sprang up sprang up because it, didn't, it did not have sorry, because it had no depth of earth. Verse 6. But when the sun was up, but when the sun was up it, but when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Verse 8. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop and sprang up, increased and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Hallelujah. Three things. You don't agree with me? The seed is the word of God. There's nothing wrong with the seed. Incorruptible. You can't destroy it. can't be corrupted. There's nothing wrong with the word of God. The Bible says that heaven, earth, everything else will pass away, but my seed will remain forever. There's power in the seed. There is power in the word of God. When the word of God is sown properly with intentions, with integrity, the word works, people of God. 
Amen. I say that again. The word works. It does work. The word works. Amen. You cannot destroy. You cannot corrupt. Nothing. Nobody can corrupt the word of God. It's eternal. Amen. And when this word is sown properly in the right place, in the right soil, it must yield the harvest. It must bring forth fruits in the name of Jesus. We thank God for the seed. Because that the Bible says that God gives seed to the farmer. He gives you seed. Amen. The word of God in your mouth is a seed. The paper notes in your wallet is a seed. Sometimes your feet can be a seed. Your hands can be a seed. Your life can be a seed. And every time it is sown properly, it is given to something properly, it will bring forth a harvest. Jesus spoke about this parable. He said, behold, a sower went out to sow. Now, the first thing about this sower is where he sowed. He went out with a purpose, with a plan. But I see three things wrong with this sower. And I understand the principle, but also there's something we need to learn from these things. I understand what Jesus was talking about here, about the hearts of the people. I understand that. But also, I'm sure there's a warning there somewhere as well. That we as sowers, we don't just go and sow anyhow. I don't want to sow my seed anyhow. Amen. My seed is expensive. My seed is costly. Amen. I don't want to sow it anyhow. And I'm one of those believers, like I said, I'm believing God for a harvest. Amen. I don't want to waste my time in anything in Jesus' name. Don't want to waste my time in anything, nothing at all. Amen. I'm looking at my life. You know, I was telling, I was with a group of pastors, and the average age of all those pastors was about 50, average the youngest amongst us was about 48. And I was challenging those pastors that, look, guys, the truth is, we gotta be, we gotta be effective and we gotta be um, what, what I'm looking at. We gotta be, we gotta understand what we're doing. We gotta be, there's one word, it's just it's gone out of my head. We gotta be, you know, we just gotta be make sure that what we're doing, we're doing the right thing right now because. You know, we, we don't have, I, I'm not sure whether I've got another 20 years left in, in local church ministry. If you understand what I'm saying, I'll be 70 by then. And therefore, I want to make sure that everything I do, I do it with intentions. Not that I've never did it with intentions, but everything that I'm doing, I'm doing it for the future. You know, none of, and I tell you guys, none of us, I'm not saying we don't have 20 more years left in ministry. Thank God we do. Amen. By God's grace, it's till we die. If God gives us the health and all the stuff. But in terms of local church, local pastorage, you understand? I don't think I've got that. Amen? And I'm telling guys, we've got to make sure that everything we do is with intention. 
Not that we've not been doing it with intention, but we've got to make sure. And everything we do, I'm believing God that my, 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 my latter years will be so greater than the former years in Jesus' name. Are you with me? I'm counting. I'm not just going to be a kind of, you know, careless believer, careless pastor, careless. I want to make sure that every seed that God gives me out of my mouth, the word of God in my mouth, the word of God in my life, the word of God, the money in my pocket that I sow, everything counts for something in the name of Jesus. Everything counts. Everything. Amen. I'm telling you, if I knew some things 20 years ago, and the truth is I wouldn't be in the, some situation that I am in today. If, I, if somebody had told me 20 years ago, hallelujah, somebody had told me so big time, money, I'll be a multi-millionaire by now. Amen. But understand what I'm saying? I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about everything to do with our lives. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says, the sower went out and it happened. I don't want things just to happen anyhow to me in the name of Jesus. It happened. As he sowed, that some fell by the wayside. The wayside talks about the path. Nobody sows where people are about to tread. I don't want people to tread upon the things that are sown anyhow. Understand? Why do I want to sow on a footpath? Everybody walks through there. I don't want people... You know, I don't want people to trample upon the, my vision. And that's where, you know, when we share the vision of our heart, we don't just share it anywhere. We don't just go to the market corner and begin to say, I am this, I am that, I am that, I am that. They will shut you down. Amen. It reminds me of Eddie Murphy coming to America that opened the window and said, Good morning, good morning, good morning, America. If you watch the film, you know what happened next. I can't say it in church. Amen. He had no clue. Somebody spoke back to him and he said, and to you too. He had no clue what was said. I'm not just going to, you understand, I'm not going to share the word of my mouth. I'm not going to share the things in my heart anyhow so that people just, I don't, I don't. I'm careful with what I share. I don't go share my dreams anyhow, anywhere the word of God, because I want those dreams to grow. I want those dreams to be, to be fruitful in the name of God. I don't go share my dreams anyhow by the path. Even that anybody, anybody, anybody that I see, you know, I don't in the name of God. I'm careful. Amen. Why? Because I'm looking for a harvest. Amen. Because just one word, just one word. The enemy uses words to counter words. Just one word that goes into your heart. Woo. And then, something, nothing wrong with the seed, but in your belief, something stops your believing. Something stops your faith. And something stops your trust in the word that you have spoken. Amen. Are you with me? The path. Those are seeds that have been sown by accident. Amen. Accident, negligence, or unintentional. It's not deliberate. It's not planned. You speak the word of God, you just speak it. You don't speak it out, 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 out of the top of your head. It's not deep from your spirit. No. Amen. God doesn't want you to be that kind of sower. 
He doesn't want you to be that kind of sower. The next one. He said, some fell on stony ground. This sower, the farmer, the farmer, any rocket scientist will tell you, don't sow your seed on stony ground. The ground is too hard. It's too hard. Rocky ground. Too hard for it to germinate. Too hard for it to become fruitful. The rocky ground talks about mistakes. Mistakenly planted by mistake. Misguided. Amen. You know, I don't know if anybody, well, probably not many, but if you are a fan of cricket, before they, before they bowl the ball, they will go and test the soil because the texture and the hardness of the ground will determine how they're going to bowl because they're looking, for, they're looking to catch the, the wicket keeper and the batsman out. So the way they throw the ball will de- determine on how hard you know, the ground is. The same thing. When you go plant your seed, you want to know, can it grow? 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 I was telling the story this morning of two years ago, my youngest daughter brought back a tomato from Girl's Guide. She had bought it for 50p. She brought it home and she left it in the kitchen. And for the kind of pastoral nature that I have, I did not want the tomato to die. So I began to nurture it back to life. Oh my God, it was hard work. The thing was nearly dying. I nurtured it by giving it water. And then I would travel for two weeks. My daughter, my wife wouldn't even care whether it's living or not. And then I had to, you know, I had to nurture the tomato back. Eventually, sometimes last year, it became fruitful. Four tomatoes. Four tomatoes. Hallelujah. And then what I did, I took the tomato seed and I planted another generation of tomatoes. Hell yeah. Planted another generation. And this one took hard work. Amen. Because sometimes it's in the kitchen, near the kitchen sink. Sometimes they would take the washing up liquid and just put it there. And they nearly killed the thing. They couldn't care less about tomato. Amen. My wife, my kids, they just treated anyhow. And the thing nearly died. It nearly died. That I had to cut it. And then nurtured it back to life. But then I read that tomato takes 80, 80 days to become fruitful. For the tomato to come out. And this was taking nearly one year. <laughs> nearly a year. And I... In my mind, it's just like Christians that don't bear fruits. Lives that don't bear fruits. And the thing kept on growing and growing and growing. That I had to move it because they would go to the kitchen. They would just, they would just yank it any, anywhere. And the thing, you know what I'm saying? So I had to take it from the kitchen. They were not looking after it. Not looking after it at all. And I read that they need a lot of moisture. So that means you have to... You have to water it, not just once, but twice a day. 
So I nurtured and I could see the thing dying. I said, no, Lord, I want this thing to be fruitful. I want it to be fruitful. And I prayed for it as well. God was like a sign of my life. I said, God, it's got to be fruitful. got to be. And I tended it. And I looked after it. And I prayed for it. And I loved it. And I watered it. And then yesterday, I saw a small green tomato. Oh, yes. There's life. I was excited. You should have seen me yesterday. Ah, hallelujah. It took nearly a year. But it's fruitful. And I would eat some and sow some. The third generation of a tomato. But it reminded me of how God, how God and heaven rejoices when you and I, we take the seed and it's fruitful. You understand? That we keep on nurturing the word of God that has been spoken. We keep on feeding the word of God that has been spoken. We know what the Bible says. That God causes it to grow, but we do our own part. We're responsible to do our own part as well. We do the weeding. We do the gardening. We do everything to allow it to grow. We don't just leave it and abandon it. Amen. Come on, people of God. Let's look at another condition. We look at the path. We look at the rock. Mistake. Misguided. We look at another one, the thorns. Listen to this. Why would a farmer do this? It's already a bush. It's already a bush there. Thorns. Why would I take, why would I take the word of God and plant it? Somewhere else. Thorns. Talk about careless planting, careless sowing, and the lack of attention. Lack of details to where you're using and where the word of God is being sown. I don't, like I said, I don't, I, I don't take my head, my life anywhere. Can't. I don't want to be careless with my life. Amen. I don't want to be careless with my life. I want to be careful. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a carefree believer. I want to be a careful believer with my life. Amen. The Bible talks about this sower that sowed the seed amongst the thorns. Talks about careless and lack of attention. And you would notice, and because of time we can't go, but you will notice that none of these, none of these seeds ever became fruitful. None of them, not even one of them. Why would I want to be like that kind of person where there's no sign of fruitfulness in my life? Amen. Some of them had a, an appearance, but they had no fruit. Grow, it grew a bit, no fruit. Grew a bit, no fruit. Choked, trampled upon. The birds of the air, no fruit. Didn't allow it to become fruitful. It's not my portion. It's not your portion. In the name of Jesus, are you with me? Then he talks about the last one. Verse 8. But other seed fell 
other seed fell on good ground. Oh, hallelujah. Good ground. The good ground talks about the cultivated soil, the prepared soil. Amen. The environment, the condition has been prepared. Hallelujah. We have prepared the condition and the location where this word is going to be sown into. Why? Why? Look at the impacts of this kind of seed. The Bible says, and yielded a crop. You don't see that anywhere else. Yielded a crop that sprang up. Increased, see that, and produced some. I do not see zero in what I'm about to read. I don't see zero. I see 30-fold the minimum of my harvest. The minimum. I don't see zero. I don't see zero. I refuse in the name of Jesus to be a life of zero. I refuse it in Jesus' name. Now, whatever I do, there must be an impact. Hallelujah. Whatever I do, there must be an impact. Whatever I've sown, there must be an impact. I don't see zero. I see 30-fold. I see 60-fold. And I see complete success. 100. That's who we are. It's no failure. That's who we are. I see that anointed of harvesting upon our lives. Amen. I see that God is doing something with the word that is in our hearts, that is in our lives. I see that God is doing something with the word of God that is in your mouth. Let's be intentional about it. Hallelujah. Let's be intentional about the word of God. Every seed that God has given you. Let me share two scriptures and then we'll finish in closing. I want to bless you with this word. The first one is the book of Psalm 127. And then we'll pray. Psalm 1 to 7. Sorry, it's actually um, 1 to 6 I'm looking for. 1 to 6. Listen to this. Verse 5. Verse 5. Those who, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth in weeping as you sow Bearing seeds for sowing might be painful, but you know that's the right thing to do. That's the right thing to do. Don't eat. They tell us, never eat your seed. Don't. Hallelujah. Do you see the joy that accompanies the harvest? The joy. Hallelujah. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless, hallelujah, come again with rejoicing. Come again. You come again with so much joy. Harvest causes a man to be glad. 
and also to praise his father's name. Genesis 22. Genesis chapter 8, sorry. Genesis chapter 8. Last one. Genesis 8 is what we're going to pray today. Genesis chapter 8. This is the promise of the Lord for everybody. You say, I don't have a seed. No, he will give you a seed. This is what the Bible says in verse 22. While the earth remains. Seed time, not just seed. But it talks about seed time. The time where you must cultivate the ground, prepare the ground, and plant the seed. But every seed that is planted genuinely, and every seed that is planted in the right place, the Bible says, harvest. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. With every seed time, there must be a harvest. The Bible says, shall not cease. It's impossible. It's impossible. For every sowing, we expect the harvest. And I pray today in the name of Jesus that you will go into another level of sowing. And please, you understand, I'm not just talking about money here. I'm not just talking about money. Although money is also a good thing to sow. But I'm talking about our lives. Our time. Our words. Everything we do. That we will go because we're expecting bountiful, a glorious, ah, a forever spoken about harvest that will give glory to his name. And that's my prayer for each and every one of you today. That you leave this place today and say, look, Lord, I thank you because it's both, it's both sowing time and harvest time for my life. Because some are about to sow, some have already sown, but you will take some more seed and go sow again and continue to believe God for a greater harvest. That's what I believe God is saying and God is doing in this place today. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to just pray over those hands right now. Just stretch those hands right now in the presence of the Lord. Just, just like this. Just like this. It's a position to receive. And Father, we thank you. Just like this. Just like this. Father, we thank you for every life in this place today. Thank you for every life. Father, we thank you that you are the one who puts seeds in the hand of the sower. And I pray that you would do so right now. And also these hands will be hands that also would harvest. Father, we speak the 30-fold, the 60-fold, sixty-fold, and the 100-fold anointing in this place right now. That's your word. That's your word. That's the scripture. That's the scripture. I declare that every farmer in this place, let them bear fruit. Let every farmer be fruitful in the name of Jesus. We speak of fruitfulness into our life fruitfulness into everything we do fruitfulness in our ministries fruitfulness in ourselves fruitfulness in our finances fruitfulness in our marriages fruitfulness 
in our home, fruitfulness in our city, fruitfulness everywhere we go. We thank you, Father, for this level of fruitfulness, this level of harvest that is coming to us, Father, that there will be so much rejoicing in the house of God. Therefore, we thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus. God bless you, saints of God.